What's up everyone and welcome back to this week's podcast. As you already know, I am the history entrepreneur and I just hope everyone is keeping safe, social distancing and staying healthy and let's get on with the episode. So today we are going to find out which company is the best company, Adidas versus Nike, shoemakers, These two companies are great rivals as many of us know. Both sell shoes, but let's see who has the better companies. We're not going to talk about the shoes themselves, of course we are going to talk about them, but we're not going to decide who who has the best shoes, we're going to decide who has the best company. There's a difference, the company itself, who has the better business and financials. So. Let's get on with the episode, shall we? So, let's go back to the very beginning of Adidas foundation, to the backstory. Let's find Adidas origins, okay? So, Adidas was found by Adolf Dassler, which many of his friends call him Addy for short, A-D-I. And he, he started out by making shoes in his mother's washing room, which uh, was after World War One in, in July 1924. Now, I don't know where uh, where the name of... Uh, like, well, I know it, but I just can't pronounce it. It's, uh, the name of where uh, Adolf lived and where he made shoes. But here's the spelling of it. So it's H-E-R-Z-O-G-E-N-A-U-R-C-H. I just didn't want to butcher the word. So I just, I'll give you the spelling. And if you can pronounce it, good for you, okay? So he had an older brother named Rudolf Dassler, which, if you didn't know, was the founder of Puma. And together they created Dassler Dassler Brothers Shoe Company, which was the very first shoe company that the, the Dasslers had, okay? Uh, in 1925, the Dassler Shoe Company were making leather shoes with nailed studs and track shoe with heavy forged uh, spikes. So that's the first shoe they make. That's the first brand of shoes that the, Dass- that the Dassler Company made. Okay, but uh, in then they the the brothers separated and. Uh, Addy made or created Adidas, which was pretty much just um, the Dassler brother as it is. What, rather than Rudolph, Dassler went and made his own company. Like he started from scratch and built right up. So technically, Addy had did have a little head start and a little help because he already the, both the brothers had already created a company for this but he just changed it to adidas so if you spell adidas it's a d i d a s now as earlier i I told you that his nickname was addy which is a d i which is the first three letters of adidas is that coincidence maybe maybe not i can't really tell you okay so then uh, in 1928 adolf dassler was making shoes for for athletes in the Olympics. Example, if you know Jesse Owens, yeah, he made that was probably the first athlete he made for. Uh, in 1959, Addy Dassler died, but he did have 700 patents of shoes. 
and he was given a Hall of Fame for found for the founder of modern shoes. Now, I am going to go back to the part where I said how the two brothers separate. Now, Rudolph uh, and uh, Addy they were in the Nazi party, and they did help uh, Adolf hit uh, Hitler. But Rudolph believed that Addy betrayed him by telling him he was a traitor to the American uh, forces. And from that, from that, Rudolph always saw Addy as a traitor. So the brother bond completely was destroyed by that. Now, after, uh, after the death of Addy, Addy's kept going, and, but they still made shoes in his original hometown, and that's where most of the companies and production comes from there. Uh, but they are, they are still evolving and still making shoe brands across the world now. So, now, and that's the, that's the backstory for Adidas. Now let's get on to Nike's backstory. So Nike, Nike's backstory is a little more complicated than Adidas, but let's just get on with it, okay? So let's just get over the boring parts and this is on um, but like the Nike as we are, the Nike Swoosh, which is like, like anyone that sees it will recognize that as Nike. The Nike Swoosh looms large over the footwear industry, like there's no way you cannot recognize it if you are in footwear and shoes and all that. Now, Nike has gone through great high-profile endorsements, sleek designs, and PR campaigns. They were so successful that they were uh, get collaborations with LeBron James, Tiger Woods, and Michael Jordan. But these did not come from uh, these did not come from from nowhere. Instead, let's just go right to the root. The founder. How was Nike founded? So the story of Nike began when the uh, with the story of Blue Ribbon Sports back in 1964. Around that time, Phil Knight had just gone through the University of Oregon, followed by a stint at the Stanford for his MBA, leaving him with two crucial experiences that set the tra- uh, tra- trajectory of his future. At University of Oregon, he ran for the school's track and field team, putting him into contact with their coach, Bill Bowerman. Aside from intensely competitive ethos, Bowerman displayed a fascination, so he was really, like, he was really fascinated with uh, optimizing his running shoes constantly. He was constantly, like, working on them, like, trying to make them better and trying different models and and he was trying to local cobbler and trying different things to make his shoes better. According to Nike, uh, Knight was the first student to try on one of Bowerman's shoes, seeing him as safely unimportant runner to test his shoes out. Bowerman offered to take one of his shoes and fix them up with his custom design. Knight accepted the offer, and supposedly the shoes worked so well that his teammate Otis Davis took them and ended up ended up using them to win the gold uh, in the 400 meter dash in the in 19 in 1960 Olympics, which mind blown like that's really that, that's a lot which that, that's borrowed shoes and he won with borrowed shoes like that, those aren't new shoes so that, you have to think about that it's really interesting 
So Otis Davis insisted to this day that the barman made the shoes for him. Like they were, and he insisted that they were so good that he just he bought he bought a National Bar one, not he bought a brand new one. After the University of Oregon, Knight went through Stanford's MBA program, during which he wrote a paper theorizing the production of running shoes should move from its current center in Germany to Japan, where labor where labor was cheaper. So let's go back. So uh, maybe I didn't mention this earlier with Adidas, but uh, that place that I couldn't pronounce that was a place in Germany, and that's where all productions in Germany were. But as, as we're here, as we heard, like in the 1960s, it was way cheaper to make shoes in Japan than it was in Germany. Yet most uh, of Adidas' shoes, uh, shoe industries and production comes from Germany. So let's just keep that in mind. And as we say, like sometimes it's quality. Like when you're paying cheaper, the quality isn't as good. So do keep that in mind because we will be talking about that later, and it will have a factor in the results of who has the best financial, who has the best industry in the shoe, who has the best company, who has the best business overall. Okay, so. As I said before, after the University of Oregon, Knight went through Stanford's MBA program, during which he wrote a paper theorizing that the production of running shoes should move from its current center in, Japan, in Germany to Japan, where labor was cheaper. As I said before, okay. So, like I said, this is a really key note. Knight got the chance to put his theory to the test with a trip to Japan shortly after his 1962 graduation. He. Struck a deal with a group of Japanese businessmen to export the country's popular tiger shoes in the U.S. Coach Barman, who long believed the German Jew, Jew, shoes, though the best on the market, weren't anything too special to be replicated or even proved on, supported Knight's venture, entering into a 50-50 business deal for ownership for the for their new company, Blue Ribbon Sports, established in Eugene, Oregon, on January 25, 1964. So that's how uh, how Nike started. Cause before uh, the brand got the name Nike, it was called Blue Ribbon Sports. But let's have. I want to know how they got the name Nike. Okay. Okay. So after founding, okay. Actually, before we, after we, after I go on. No, Many of you not might not know this, and I think um, this is one of the reasons why they started calling the company Nike, okay? So Nike, if you know Greek mythology, or is it Roman times? I cannot remember for the life of me, but it's one of those two. But uh, Nike is a... a a, uh, a, a not, not an Olympian, but she was a very powerful woman, and she was uh, she was symbolized as victory, as winning, uh, as a wing. She she was appeared at having wings, and she just symbolized winning, victory, and all that kind of stuff. And I and her name was Nike, so that is one of the reasons why they did call her Nike, okay? So, now let's get back onto it. So, after forming Blue Ribbon Sports, Nike tested the waters for his imported shoes, initially selling them out of his car when he came back to the States. It quickly became clear that that demand existed for these cheaper but still high-quality alternative to Adidas. Now, 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 like I said before, at, uh, they changed their uh, their industry from Germany to Japan, which was lesser. So even though he did say they were still Nike are still high quality, but they're nowhere as high quality as Adidas. 
okay, or Puma, okay, and these two companies before Nike were dominating the market, the, the footwear market. In 1965, the ever-inventive Behrman proposed a new shoe design to the Tiger Shoe Company. On that, uh, on that, they set to provi- provide the right support for runners with a cushioned inner, inner sole soft sponge rubber in the forefoot and top of the heel hard sponge rubber in the middle of the heel and a firm rubber outsole. This design will turn out to be both a major success and source of conflict between Blue Ribbon and its Japanese supplier dubbed the Tiger Cortez. The shoe dropped in 1967 and became an instant hit for its comfortable, sturdy and stylish design. And of course, the, around that time of its success, the relations uh, sour between Blue Ribbon uh, and Tiger, Knight claims that the Japanese company was seeking a way out of this exclusively deal with Blue Ribbon and sought to sink the company. Tiger claims to discover Blue Ribbon Sports selling their own version of the Tiger Quarters under a new line, line of shoes they call Nike. So this is when the name Nike first appeared. That's how it first appeared. And after that, uh, uh, the two formally split in 1971 with a lawsuit from Tiger following. A judge eventually said that both companies could sell their own version of the model, leading to only to the only sneaker to become a best-selling model for two different shoe companies as the Nike Cortez and the Tiger Corsier, now sold by Tiger's mo- modern incarnations, okay. Um, following the split of Tiger, Blue Ribbon Sports fully rebranded itself as Nike, okay. So that's how Nike became, that's how, that's the origin, that's the backstory, that's the root, uh, history of Nike, okay? So now we're gonna move on to the production, the material, and let's go to ideas and see what they've got. So Adidas, most of the merchandise is made by polyester, so they're like, um, I mean, they, now in modern times, Adidas do, do have more than shoes. They don't. They don't just sell shoe, shoes. They do sell like sweatshirts, pants, compression pants, shorts, like so many other other kind of merchandise. So, so most of that kind of stuff was made by polyester. Okay, but uh, the new MDs that were that were dropped just like last year uh, are my are manufactured by using Boost technology and Prime Kit material. So, Boost technology is a cushioning technology basically using material called thermoplastic polyurethane that compresses under pressure for better shock shock absorption and instantly back to its original shape. So, you know that foamy, that stuff that looks really foamy at the bottom? So that's boost technology. So pretty much if you jump or run, like that that sponge, like it just stays there, it reforms, it's comfortable. So yeah, that's, and it's really popular these days, okay? And also, um, before they made NMDs, they dropped Easy's and that was a collaboration with Kanye West. Okay, now these Easy that was the first time they ever used this technology, and and it really did make Easy so comfortable. Like so many reviews, so many people say it's like it's as if they were walking in uh, clouds. It was, and really they are really comfortable and soft. Okay, 
and that's how pretty much uh, you know, Ideas Production is. Uh, of course, they have their main factories in Germany. I mean, they, sh- they might have other places, but the main places were still in Germany, okay? So, moving on to Nike, its production and everything. So, most Nike shoes are made outside of the USA. And there is so, as I said before, like in the, in the backstory, right at the beginning of Nike's history, they, uh, they moved the operation from Germany to, uh, to Japan, which did play a high, uh, a high, um, uh, impact on the quality of the shoes, it really did, because that really did make a difference between Nike and Adidas. Of, of course, Nike uh, still has high quality, but like Adidas, its quality is so much better. Okay, like most people would describe it as like, as like if you wanted to buy a shoe, you want to invest in a shoe for like your for life lifestyle shoes. Then Adidas is the way to go. Like if you want a whole year without like your sh- your shoes getting all like you know ripped or whatever, I mean Adidas is the way to go. Like no matter what, like you don't want a shoe damaged like in the first like three weeks. Of course that doesn't always happen with Nike, but you know Adidas does have better quality, which I will get into that later. Okay. So uh, most companies. So right now, like um, the factories of Nike shoes are made outside of the USA, so 96 of the factories are made in China, Indonesia, and Vietnam. So, they did stop going to Japan, and but they did go to China, Indonesia, and Vietnam, which still is cheaper than going to Germany. So, the main components are polyester rubber, uh, foam, cotton, synthetic leather, and just normal leather. Okay, so these are the materials they use. Polyester, like it's a really common fabric material to use for shoes or any kind of clothing. And that's like how the material production of Nike shoes. So let's get on with sales. How many sales did Nike make? So in 2019, Nike's global revenue was about three uh, uh, was 39.1 billion dollars, and that's in USD, okay, so that's, that year alone, in 2019, that's global revenue, 39.1 billion, of course, now we're talking about COVID-19, so 2020 was an unfortunate year, as we all know, but COVID-19 did affect the total revenue of a decrease of 3.5 billion dollars, which, like, damn, that's a lot, like, 3.5 billion dollars, like, that's a lot, that really is a lot. Now, if we are going to the sales for Adidas, Adidas didn't even, it didn't really make that much, to be honest, it really didn't, but, so, uh, Adidas, like, uh, they get their revenue in Euro, so it was, like, 12.1 or something like that, billion euros but if you go that USD in 2019 they made 13.9 billion dollars so 2019 Nike made 39.1 while Adidas only made 13.9 billion dollars and that's both in USD dollars so yes there's a lot that's 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 a major effect that's a major 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 like problem right there 
So, the, but like I said before, the quality of the shoes wins without a landslide. Though no company compares to Nike's advertisement, Nike's quality isn't as good. But okay, okay, I'm gonna say this. Now we're gonna crown the winner. Which business is better? Which business would you want to invest in? Give you like not the shoes, the business itself. So Nike, let's give Nike makes way more sales. Global revenue is way more than Adidas. Quality is still pretty good, but not as good as Adidas. So Adidas will get the quality. Advertisement, as we said before, goes to Nike. Um, you know the style, the, the style, the ingenuity, the creativity, both have that, okay, both have that, um, sales, you know, the impact of COVID-19, the better stuff, oh, and oh, I forgot to mention that Adidas did lose 95%, uh, so that's, not 95%, there was a 5% decrease of, uh, of money for Adidas, so, like, you know, that's an impact of COVID-19 on that. So, like, when you look at a business, what do you want in a business? You want a business that's creative, that can, that can, uh, like, it's flexible, you know? And, and that does still bring a good amount of revenue and still, like, good quality. Now, I'm going to say that Adidas, if you want a shoe, you want to invest in a shoe, go with Adidas. But if you were to invest in the business itself... I would have to say that Nike does win overall. Nike wins because Nike's business is just so much better. They got the advertisement, they got the social market, they got the revenue, they got they still got the quality, they got factories. They they're more in the times and they're just better as of right now. So that's it for this week's podcast. Now I do want to say something that um, if you guys do want, like give me an episode, like maybe some history or something about business, just do go email me at historyentrepreneur at gmail.com and I will reply to you. And as I, as I said before, go follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My username is History Entrepreneur. And that's it for today's podcast. The overall winner between Adidas versus Nike or Nike versus Adidas is Nike. The business itself is better. Thank you for tuning in and go download and share and just tell all your friends about this and it would help me so much. Thank you, everyone. So, yeah, be safe, uh, social distance, and goodbye, guys. Mm-hmm.